The seeds of dreams are often found in books, and the seeds you help plant in your community can grow across the world. Dolly Parton. You just heard Brandy Martin. I'm Kayla Dixon, and you're listening to Two Bitches Reading Books. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for being here. We are so glad you're here. Even our listeners in Australia. Yes, we got a listener in Australia. We're worldwide. <laughs> that was we're super so- exciting to see. Yes, and we hope you're back for what's probably going to be our best podcast yet. Yeah, we're just talking ourselves up, so we're ready to crush it. <laughs> yes, if you tuned in last week, then you know that we were reading up to part two, which was chapter 21 or 22. I can't remember. I'm just excited to get into the book. I was just reading through my notes from where we started on chapter seven, and my gosh, so much stuff has happened since then, and I'm just, like, looking back on it with, like, a bitter taste in my mouth. So anyways. (laughs) Yeah, and then every time I would, like, make a sticky note, the answer would come, or I'd write a note down, and then, like, looking later on in the chapters, I'm like, well, that, okay, that connects with it, so. Uh, Yeah, right. I'm so good at guessing what's going to happen in the future. I'm so good at expecting the world to be awful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What did you think about, um, I guess, what did you think about it? How did you feel? How, How was this emotional roller coaster for you? As you know, I just finished reading like two hours ago and I'm upset. I feel like I've tried to pick two fights with Matt in the past two hours. Like, <laughs> I'm upset, and um, there better be a good ending to this book, because I text you, and I told you I hate this book, just being honest. I want there to be a lot more uh, happiness and a lot less sadness. My normal reading is a lot less like real life. <laughs> there was this- racism. We knew it was coming, but I didn't expect to be so upset. It took me three tries to read one page. My goodness. It was awful. It was awful. I don't know about you, but um, my inner monologue definitely has a country accent when I read this book. Oh my gosh. Speaking of your inner (laughs) monologue, every time I look at this book, I hear, I remember it all very well. Looking back, I cannot get fancy out of my head from Reba McIntyre. When I was looking for quotes for this week, I actually was like trying to find one from Reba because I keep hearing that song in my head when I read this book. It's about a girl who like, she lives in a one room shack you know it's a rundown shack if i remember correctly and she puts on a fancy dress and goes and makes herself some money and um you know she used to be plain white trash but fancy was her name i don't know if you're familiar with the lyrics but maybe oh, i yeah, listen to it one. every day and maybe i don't <laughs> so, so in chapter seven her and pa started their relationship she was started cooking for him he told her thank you for the first time she enjoyed sitting down and eating as a family. I wrote in my notes, new favorite chapter. I love That's this what one too. I put. <laughs> I mean, after after the first six chapters, it wasn't hard to have no. a new fave at this point. Yeah, no. And then I had another favorite chapter, and then my heart got broken. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I just can't wait to see how my soul can be crushed in the second half of the book. But I just want to say, I wrote down in my note to brag about how I knew she was going to uh, skip eating something so that she could buy gas. In this chapter, she skipped buying milk so she could go buy gas. So I knew it. Look at you. Look at I you. I'm a detective. Yeah, you are. Did you read ahead? <laughs> um, I don't want to discuss that. I didn't read ahead, but I read some words in some other pages, and I know that part two is all in the future, 
So this is all we get of the good times, I'm certain. <gasps> oh my gosh. That's just me being negative about everything because my heart was broken two hours ago, if we remember correctly. Yeah. Well, I also want you to know that I wrote in my, uh, the notes, remember how I said at the beginning, like I'd write something and then I would read further and it, I would hurt my feelings. Yeah. Well, I put on page 55, looking up question mark. And then I came back and I said, jokes on me. <laughs> oh yeah. I wrote on page 55. I can't believe he took her fishing. I thought they were going to have that conversation. Like she asked him to go fishing. That's how this all started. Right. Would you take me uh -huh. fishing sometime? And he just looked at her and I thought he was going to act like that didn't even happen. That was so hard to get out for some reason, but he took her and I was like, Oh my gosh. He does want to be a dad. It took him 100 kids and them all leaving <laughs> after his wife left him. And he's like, yeah, I guess maybe a daughter wouldn't be the worst. That was exciting <laughs> for me. <laughs> me too. Especially because he would only normally take the boys fishing. So I feel yeah. like that was a change for him too. And I just like wrote on here, nice moment. I think that's the first time I wrote nice moment in the book. But um, I kept track of all of the nice moments she had because I'm barely hanging on. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's what I should start doing. Chapter seven had so much, so many good, like, accents in it. And yes. I really wrote on page 58 the way she wrote eggs, eggs, A-I-G-S. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. I love it. And at the end of that chapter, she was so happy that her pa had called her hun. And I just feel like nobody else calls her any nicknames like that the rest of our reading. So that was cool. Yeah. Chapter eight is called Negative Data, though. There it's, we go. I'm, we're back in 1969. You know, my favorite part of this book. Yeah, I am. I have my book open now. Um, so my thing is Pearl, his wife's name. Is she the tall, skinny blonde? That's, that's what I'm guessing. I totally skipped over the fact that his wife's name, Chase's wife's name is Pearl. I have just been picturing her as um, the lady who played Sansa, but blonde this whole time. That's who I'm assuming Chase is married to. But it could be Pearl. Tall, skinny, blonde. That's who I'm assuming it is. Mm -hmm. so. Me too. And I also think his uh, death is premeditated. You do? Yeah. I think more that it was an accident now. You do? After reading all the chapters. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you what my whole theory is. I, I've worked it all up. Okay. <laughs> do you want to tell me now or you want to wait? I'll tell you now, and then I'll see if I've changed it after we've read some of these chapters. But I suspect that Tate's going to be gone after college. Yeah, because he was supposed to come back, and he never did. We know at the end of, hang on, one of these chapters that, actually, maybe I won't be able to tell you my theory now, because I don't remember where the chapter was that I saw the date that I need to prove my theory. So I'll let you know when we get there. Okay, okay. But back to our chapter on negative data. I really wrote on here, bottle in the desk, classic, because the sheriff really pulled out some booze and they're like <laughs> sitting there chatting about this crime, getting drunk in the middle of the afternoon. That, that's funny. I wrote um, some of the stuff I started getting like really like deep with. I said, would the sheriffs be digging as much if it weren't Chase? Would they be digging for as many clues or if it were the Marsh girl? and they saw her on the ground, would they just consider case closed, she jumped? Well, okay, I do not think they would have given a crap if it was the Marsh girl, but 
even further back, I don't think the boys would have quickly went and reported it if it was the Marsh girl. I think they probably would have called their friends over and poked sticks at her. And the cops would have been like, why are all these boys over in the marsh all of a sudden? Yeah. Just, just because that's how I feel about the way these village people raise their children to treat people. Yeah, because that so. goes within uh, chapter nine. But also, do you think the affair was with Kaya? Oh, 1,000%. Yeah, it sounds like she's just this beautiful person that people don't give a the time of day to. Right. So in chapter 19, that's where we, I think we're in um, 1969 again in chapter 19. That's where I really developed my whole theory. Okay. And he, Chase is wearing a shell necklace around his mom. And his buddy told one of the cops, chapter 19 is the only chapter IMO that I give a crap about what the cops are doing because it actually gives us good information. But um, he's wearing this shell necklace made out of seashells around his mom and um, his buddies, all of a sudden he's in the marsh all the time, hanging out, going on solo fishing trips all the time, starting in 1965 up until 1969. So my half-cocked theory after reading all of part one is Tate leaves for college, and then he comes back around 1965. That's four or five years after he leaves. And at that point, or maybe he comes back in 1969 even. Either way, I think Chase and Kaya meet in 1965. They have some kind of relationship that's pretty important to Chase because he's wearing his jewelry made by her in front of his mom in 1969 Tate comes back after whatever happened to him in the big city with his college degree finds out that Kaya's in love with somebody else they get in a fight up on the water tower and Chase dies that's what I think is gonna happen oh my gosh that sounds great because wouldn't Kaya help Tate cover up the murder and wouldn't both of them know the swamp well enough that you need to cover up the tracks in the mud blah 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 all the things that you need to do to cover stuff up so anyways, but, I'm expecting in part two that Tate's going to show up in a bright wood, red sweater and we're going to be like, aha. That's a good one. That's a good I'm guess. not giving up on Jody either yet. If Jody or Tate show up in part two in a red sweater, I'm going to know. Yeah, you are. Okay, so chapter nine, I didn't have a lot of notes. I just wrote the mother is an asshole and religious people are the worst. Also, the dad's name is Jake. Yes, we finally learned the dad's name. I had a lot for nine. Jump in. Are we talking about actors in this episode? Yeah, let's do it. Let's because I don't, I don't give a crap that he's from England. I don't care. Jump in is Idris Elba to me. I don't care. He can do a Southern accent. You watch that movie that they just came out with. What was it called? With, oh, uh, Jay-Z produced it. I know yes. which one you're talking about. Yeah. Crap, it's going to bother me that I can't think of it. But yes, Idris Elba is Jump in to me. I love him. He's like a new main character, I thought, at this point. What I have in my notes for this chapter is all of page 66 sucks. Oh, is that the mom? That's the mom, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Teresa White with her pastel skirts and her matching blouses. Yeah. With the little girl. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That hurt my feelings. Like, she was teaching her daughter, her young daughter, that it's okay to be mean to someone because they look different than you. So Kaya's just there with her dad having dinner, right, at Jumpin's restaurant yeah and the little girl walks up to her like four years old reaches her hand out to kaya because that's what four-year-olds do when you're gorgeous and they can't help but want to touch your gorgeous marsh features and her mom snatches her up as if kaya's gonna eat her for lunch right there on the dock what in the world do they think is going out on the marsh she's not eating humans that's why she's skinny lady what do you know about human biology i'm going to guess not a lot in your fluffy skirt no anyway 
I hated all of that. Yeah. And I hated this. I wish those people wouldn't come to town. Look at her. Filthy, plump, nasty. And then somebody else comes out and says, oh, is that swamp trash messing with the little girl? No, I would say that the little girl was messing with sweet Kaya, invading mm -hmm. her space. Teach your kids some manners. Stop exactly. teaching them hate. This is literally like how people are taught to hate people. This is it right here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you should have to pass a test proving that you don't do this before you have a child. It, you really should. <laughs> you <laughs> because really should. we need less of this. And more of the little girl not caring that Kaya's a little muddy because who gives a fuck? No one. Oh my gosh. That and then the bringing measles to town. It was just the t worst. It was the worst. And then this is also the chapter where Pa got the letter from Ma. Mm -hmm. Yes, this Jake, is. We know. Yep. And they never went fishing again. And he left. He leaves her. Yeah, very soon. As soon as she saw that handwriting, I was like, you should just keep that, Kaya. The, the part that really hurt my feelings where she was just like, that was as much my letter as it was his. That was as much for me as it was for him. Mm -hmm. Also, in this chapter, um, chapter 10, page 67, we get into Kaya's memories. She's talking about when she saw her dad beat her mom and how she yes. stepped in and her dad gave her a little booty whooping up to this point i didn't know that he had put his hands on her and uh it just crushed my soul yeah mine too and i feel like it also made it a little sweeter of her trying to make amends with him because of their past relationship and then now i was just like damn yeah she really knew everything and also no wonder she's so astute and like knows when people mean her harm and like pff, she's lived with a predator her whole life mm -hmm. but just knowing jake's history up to this point of course that letter set him off like that was his property and she just left and probably just told him like i'm living the life i meant to live when you conned me into living in the shack with you oh my god Punk -ass yes bitch. yes <laughs> i'm glad we're gonna talk about that because that really pissed me off yeah me too i'm it sounds like we had the same outlook on on jake and the way he's gotten to where he is anyways but yeah i this they also talked about the last holiday they had together and literally her mom ended up bloody and running from her dad like this is why a lot of children have holiday anxiety right here. Yeah. But did you happen to notice in this chapter when she's looking at the letter, um, she read the postmark and she was talking about like, she knows about postmarks. How did, I want to know how she learned that. Like she's so smart. Like she paid attention to her mom opening mail and remembered postmarks at this point. She's seven years old. That's impressive. You know how many letters I was mailing at seven? Zero. Yeah. I yeah. was fighting with my brother over the stupid pink mop that we had, you know? <laughs> I was not doing shit with postmarks or knowing anything. Another thing I highlighted was the quote, but if Ma came back now when Pa was acting decent, maybe they could start over. Kaya's not letting go of the hope that her mom isn't coming back. I have a note on page 67 that says, still looking for mom and still has hope. Yeah, that made me sad too. Yeah, And I also have a note in here because she was hoping or wishing she could just look like a regular girl. And that made me sad because regular girls are boring, Kaya. You're way better. Yeah. If only she knew how beautiful she is. Take, 
thinks all those bitches are annoying. All they do is talk about hair and high heels. Who yeah. cares? And it, yes, Kaya is so smart. I even wrote that down. Like, there are people that are book smart, go to school. They're smart in their ways. But Kaya, I can't remember. I don't remember what the title of it is, but she is intelligent. She's witty. I guess street smart in a sense, but she knows everything about the marsh and she picks up on things quickly. Yeah, she's extremely aware and she pays attention. She's intuitive. And I, I just can't get over the postmark thing. When I went to basic, I was 19 years old and the girl who was sleeping on the bunk above me did not know how to address a letter. Oh she didn't gosh. know where to put the stamp. And I'm like, Kaya can't read. And she could do this better than you, lady. Like, that popped into my head as I was reading this. Oh, my anyway. gosh. <laughs> and, and this, I'm, I'm assuming that girl was the same age as me or older because you can't yeah. join the army before then. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Maybe Kaya should should teach a class. <laughs> well, she could, couldn't she? On all kinds of things. She's freaking smart. She is. And it's so funny because um, I was talking to my, one of my coworkers, she read this book and she really likes it. And I'm starting to think that Kaya becomes a little promiscuous only because she, uh, my coworker was telling me about her daughter and how her daughter, like, knows plants, knows, like, a lot of stuff when it comes to nature and birds and stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's like Kaya in that sense. And she was like, yes and no. She's like Kaya in that sense, but nothing else. So that makes me think that little Miss Kaya's going to be a little wild soon. Yes. Um, I mean, I would be out there rutting in the mud if I didn't have anything else to do either. Shit. I try to find time to do that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) If only we could be so lucky. Right. Jesus. (laughs) Um, So chapter 10 is another chapter talking about the cops and what they're doing. And the only note that I have is that I'm impressed with these cops, like, doing CSI and looking at the prints. But once again, I just have an extreme distaste for Chase and... Let's be honest, cops, so it's hard for me to pay attention to those chapters. (laughs) But they did have a good quote in there. Sand keeps secrets better than mud. That that is what I wrote down. That's what I wrote down. And I said, okay, maybe it's a metaphor question mark. I said, if Kaya is the killer, could the sand be cleaning up the scene for her to protect her since she sits in the marsh and protects them all day? Well, that's something I'm thinking about. I think that it's not even a metaphor. I think it's direct. Think about when you're walking in mud, your foot like slops in there. And then when it hardens, there's a good footprint. But when you're walking in sand, as soon as you lift your foot, it just fills right in. Yeah. So I can't remember back to the crime scene chapter and I didn't look, but I wonder if there's a lot of sand around. I don't remember if it was muddy or sandy. I thought they said it was muddy. I thought they said so too. So if it was Kaya and an accomplice they would know to like put the mud back to like nice solid like moose muddiness or whatever it looks like in a marsh yeah I don't spend a lot of time in marshes as you can tell but I do go to restaurants yeah I I don't spend a lot of time in marshes and you know what I told you I was gonna stop saying yeah but I feel like I said yeah a hundred times already so it's fine here we are we'll edit it out (laughs) we have a pro editor (laughs) you Okay. Uh, But yeah, I guess the cops are doing a good job. And I mean, of course, Chase, they're going to make sure they figure out who killed the freaking town hotshot. How could they not? I know. Oh, I didn't even. Okay. This is the last sentence in chapter 10. Shell's (gasps) the best secret keepers of all. So I just. Are we foreshadowing to chapter 19 with the shell necklace? We could be foreshadowing. Oh my gosh. Look at you. Oh. 
I just pulled out some vocab from back in the elementary school. Wyoming taught me something in their public school system. I should write somebody and let them know. One person <laughs> learned one thing. <laughs> Crushing it. <laughs> the only person to remember anything from there, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm wondering if that is like nature's way of protecting her. Too. Oh, like for all sure. The shells now? Everything in nature protects her. And like everything she thinks is valuable came from nature. And everything she thinks is trash came from man. And honestly, it's because everything man's ever given her has been trash. It has. I, I'm surprised she like hasn't given up on life. I'm surprised she hasn't kicked a chair. She probably doesn't even know how. Right. That's very morbid. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> here we are. If you or someone you know is suffering from mental health and depression, please don't kick the chair. Just call the suicide hotline at 211. Yeah, right. Um, handle it way better than us. Do not listen to our advice. We're here for the lulls. <laughs> yeah, God, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But the chair is about to get kicked out from under her. This next chapter, chapter 11, Pa's really going to leave. Yeah, because this is when he gets the letter. Yeah. And he leaves her. And burns so, it and burns more. Yeah, super sad. My first note in this chapter is she's 10 years old and assuming that her dad died in a bar fight. And I'm upset, one, that she knows what a bar fight is at 10 years old. <laughs> and two, knows that, like, you could die in it. What, what conversations are they having around the table? <laughs> None at this point, two years later, but they can't be good. He's been in bar fights before. They've been bad, I presume. Cheese. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. That one that I did know, is he dead? Question mark. Because where would he go? We learned that that shack is his family shack. We learned that that's the place that he likes to go. So where would he go? Was his check from the VA or was it like disability money? I think it was disability money. Hmm. Well, dang it. If he died, the check would stop coming and that would make sense. I didn't even write down. I wonder where he went because... I just don't care. Him and Chase can go fall off a fucking tower. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. But yeah, I have no idea where he would have gone. That was, that was on my mind. Yeah. Like, where this... could he go? But I mean, I feel like he did her a favor. All he did was stress her out, barely give her any money. And now that Money Monday is gone, she's going to have to make money somehow. And she figures it out real fast, doesn't she? She does. The selling muscles. And I really like this one because... She goes there, and I think Jumpin' knows. He knows. Because he gives her candy in the bag. I didn't even put together that he might know at that point. I didn't put it together until the fish incident. So you were, you were ahead of me on that one. I just thought he was being nice because he knew Pa was gone. Mm. So <clears throat> maybe he was just giving her the candy, though, because what she brought him was trash. <laughs> it that felt bad. That could be it. Because but, later on, we find out the fish isn't that good. <laughs> that was funny. Just I'm, as an example of, like, how much changes between these chapters and, like, the next 10 that we read, I have a note in here saying she couldn't read at this point on page 74 because she was trying to read a book about birds, I think. And I wrote in here, I wonder if reading will be an issue if she's arrested for Chase. So that's funny because we know it's not going to be. But God, so much has changed. So much has changed. That's why I am glad that we read such a huge chunk because reading the little chunks, like, we're like, oh, what's going on? And then we, I don't know. 
I like it a lot better. This is way better. Yes, for sure. I agree. Lesson learned. Yeah, lessons learned. So, oh, and then she also had an issue with fish at first because they have eyes. Oh my gosh, I wrote that too about the fish having eyes because I hate that. Where did I write this down? I wrote in big caps, I hate fish eyes. That section at the store, puke. I actually don't like any of the meat section because I feel like it's just like animal corpses being displayed for purchase. I just can't get that thought out of my head. And I'm, I just put it in your head and all of the listeners as well. So good luck eating meat, y'all. I can barely do it myself. You're welcome. I would be able to smoke fish. You have to gut them. And they look at you the whole time with their dead eyes, which are also their alive eyes. So it's creepy. That's disgusting. Also, someone put in my head that um, all of the meat down here in Florida is iguana meat. Does it taste different? I don't know. I can't taste anything. COVID took my sense of livelihood. Well, it probably makes good jerky. Probably. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I am really traumatized from like living however many years I lived in Florida when I was younger because of all the lizards. You really just be walking down the sidewalk and there's lizards. there's iguanas on the street i've seen some with like no tails just running around because they got in like a street fright with another iguana gang or whatever happens out there i don't know i think they really do fight each other in the street though they have to they They, have to that's how it is some of them are huge some of them are as big as a small dog they're probably as old as a small dog too they live a long time they're dinosaurs yeah it's we had an iguana for a little while when i was growing up and those tails are whips Stay away from them. They don't bite. They don't have teeth, but they'll whip you. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I have so many notes from the first chapter with Jump In to wherever we read that are just literally Jump In with a heart. I just love him. <laughs> oh, I love him too. He stepped up so much to help her. And I'm like, in my head, we're going to be going over like 20 years and Idris would be perfect. We could put a little gray in his hair. Like, he, he could give me candy. I would take Idris candy <laughs> all day. I was thinking Jamie Foxx. Oh, oh, I have a lot of English actors in here. So yours are probably going to be better than mine, but both of them could be good. We'll have to send them both script ideas and see if they want to audition for us. Yes. Um, we'll, we'll need a bit of, uh, you know, obviously like a profile top off sure and a little bit of singing a little sample of singing if you guys are listening that's what we're gonna need if you want the part of jumping does he sing <laughs> uh address raps <laughs> and yeah jamie fox sings that's I what he does he, he does. made the whole album yeah so <laughs> i have a question though <laughs> like outside of uh, these hot hot jumping men um I have a real question that I wrote down specifically to ask about the podcast. Serious business time. Okay. (laughs) When you were 10, do you think you could have made money and how? (laughs) Because in this chapter, Kaya is like digging muscles up, but then Jumpin's like, I can't take any more muscles. And we're assuming it's because they were probably trash. And so Kaya smokes fish. She came up with two money-making ideas, both of which we know in the future Jumpin's going to admit aren't that great, but what was I doing when I was 10? I fell on a broken piece of glass and cried until my parents took me to the hospital for stitches. Yeah, oh my that's gosh. what I was doing. <laughs> well, I think when I was 10, I was mowing yards. Oh, you but... could have made some money. Yeah, but I also um, I also was a con artist. I made, <laughs> I made these little boxes with a friend, and we went around to the neighborhood trying to sell them. And we told people if they bought the boxes – that it was going to like this um, nonprofit organization and it wasn't, we just kept the money. So 
So um, <laughs> if you would have been left alone in a marsh, you would have turned into Bernie Madoff. Okay, yeah. perfect. <laughs> there we go. But those people make a lot more money than Kaya did. So maybe a better idea. And you could have your nails done too. So I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and my hair washed. Yes. Oh my goodness. And you could wear skirts, all the pretty skirts and dresses that you could possibly want. Mm-hmm. I do wonder how stinky, how much does Kaya smell bad? How bad does she smell? It's got to be pretty bad, right? Yeah. There's no running water anywhere, I assume, in this day and age. And people wear the same dress for weeks on end. So I assume everybody stinks pretty bad. But she's, like, in marsh mud. Uh And you know how sometimes water just, like, smells bad? Yeah. So I don't, like, things die in there. And they poop in there. And they live their whole lives in there. And you're just in there getting your clothes all. I imagine she smells a little weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can come back to that when uh, she and Tate reconnect. <laughs> yes, there's going to be a lot of sniffing and other stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> My note for Chapter 12 was I love Mabel and Jumpin and how they're helping her. Mabel's become like a second mom. I love Mabel. We're on Chapter 12, Pennies and Grits. We're back in 1956. Yes. My first note for this one is awkward she just like strolled up to jump in and somebody said anything biting had any nipples and she just stares <laughs> wait wasn't that tate i think it was it was tate oh it is tate her. yeah so awkward their their first encounter after like whatever the last one was was her just staring at him when she talks when he talks to her and then just <laughs> floating on by <laughs> <laughs> very awkward and that's how i would flirt too I looked at you for half a second and you didn't catch my drift. Not my yeah. fault. Not my fault you don't pay attention. And I'm shocked that even after that, he still wanted to give her a try. Oh, because he's been in love with her since she was seven. They're destined. They also, destined. on this page on 79 is when she's looking at her mom's leftover sundress. So I immediately went from, oh my God, that's so fucking awkward to, oh my God, that's so fucking sad. Because the only item of clothing her dad didn't burn is this sundress she can't wait to wear, but she doesn't want to waste it before she's big enough to wear it and get swamp mud on it, or excuse me, marsh mud on it. But it's got some stains on it. One of the stains is blood, maybe. It was faint now, scrubbed out like other bad memories. Anyways, mm. this, this book really crushes my soul. Uh, mine too, but it's so good. It is, <laughs> it is so the good. The good parts are really good because you're so sad by the time you get to them that it's extra good. Yeah, it's a pick-me-up. Yeah, I did note about the dress, how it was the only thing her dad didn't burn. Like, Jake. I just want to call him Jake because he does not deserve father or dad or... Let's call him Jake. I'm going to try to remember that that's his name. Yeah. The only thing I really remember is that he donated sperm in the conception of Kaya. That's all I think that he's good for at this point. The same here. So at the bottom of page 79, it says she heard shrill and excited voices on the air and my note was fuck that must be chase and then like space on my sticky note yep and the bus bitches yes oh my god the anxiety but the way she lists them out with tall skinny blonde always first makes me think that she's like the queen bitch of the pack regina george if you will yes that's what i think too and she looks like sansa in my mind with blonde hair all right, there's a it. girl. There is a girl always wears pearls. Is that Pearl? 
Oh, interesting. Interesting. I just like went past the other names once I saw them because I had PTSD from the bus. Maybe that's a good, that's a good observation, Kayla. Maybe. Maybe. Hopefully we're going to be confirmed in part two. We will see. Yeah, this one was terrifying with the people coming toward her area of the marsh. Did Mm -hmm. they have to? I'm sure there was other places they could have gone. Why did they have to go and taunt her? Yeah, I'm sure they didn't have to, but I'm sure it's kind of secluded down there because nobody else wants to go down there, so whatever. But it was kind of sad, too. Like, she was scared, and then she got to see all these girls being friends, and you can see throughout the book how she wants that. Like, she sees this, she remembers her mom talking about how important girlfriends are, and, like, she wants to talk to Mabel about stuff. I actually wrote down, I think it's in, like, a chapter. Is it in this chapter? No, it might be in two chapters where her mom told her about how important women relationships are. And I did write that down. Like maybe she's looking for that. Will she ever get that? Yeah. I have that written down somewhere too. It's in one of these next coming up chapters, but. (sighs) And this one, I also wrote our jump in and Mabel helpful to Kaya because they know what it's like to be treated differently. Ooh, probably. Probably, and gosh, how could you not feel bad for her? I feel like they're the only people in this book besides Tate who have a freaking soul. I think that too. I and that I mean, too. maybe maybe if you've never been treated badly, you don't develop a soul. So I, maybe we're both right. Madra's shorts, I've never heard of that before. I had to Google it. They're like high-waisted, deep-pocket, like plaid, like shorts. Oh. Are you imagining it from like the yeah. 1980s? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's actually this chapter that she gets the lesson from her mom. Second to last paragraph, middle of the paragraph. Ma said women needed one another more than they need men, but she never told her how to get inside the pride. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I also had a question about Jump In and Mabel um, with Kaya. And mine was, are they losing money helping Kaya, do you think? I wonder. Probably. Because they were buying the bags of its muscles, right, that she was selling. I, are those sellable? Because we know the fish aren't sellable. And then he kind of, like, cut her off from buying muscles one day. So I, I wonder if they're just, like, giving her what they can. Yeah, I'm thinking that the muscles aren't good. So they probably are losing losing out on money. I mean, Mabel's getting clothes from her church. But what about food? Right, right. So it has to be, So they have to be losing. Gosh, I mean, I would too. I would give her everything I could. I would probably try to get her to move in with me. That's what I was just about to say. Why don't they offer her a place to live? Why don't That's they try what I would adopt do. her? Right. This, I didn't love. They introduced Mabel as good-sized. <laughs> what? I have a note here that says his good-sized wife. What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? And later on, she's getting in the boat with Kaya, and they say that she's 200 pounds, and I, Ashley Graham is 200 pounds. Would you call her good-sized? Like, no. what is that? That seems average-sized to me, but maybe that, that's what good-sized means. But they call her large after that, too, and I'm just like, <laughs> what? They don't love her. What's happening? (laughs) I'm really upset about this. Good-sized, large. These are terrible adjectives. (laughs) But 
I did note down after like raging about her being called good size that I think Mabel is going to be a fucking lifesaver. And it's funny because we know in future chapters that she is. Yes. She became one of my favorite characters. Gosh, me too. Gosh, she is so vital. Uh, In my head, she is played by Danielle Brooks. She's a lady who plays Tasty. Yes. Right? Her and Idris would be such a a cute couple. They would be. They would be. I mean, Jamie Foxx would be a cute couple with her too, but Idris and her, yeah. We could put a little, some gray streaks in her hair when she gets a little older. I'm seeing them both as an older couple. Yeah. I am too. I am too. With like moo-moos and. Yes. And I just feel like Danielle Brooks is like, she seems normal. Like she'll understand if you have your period and row your shit up to her cabin. Like I need some help. She'd come out and not tell the world what was going on with you. I feel like I could that trust her That part was like so that. heartbreaking. I know, right? Gosh. <laughs> like I'm sure embarrassing and heartbreaking. Gosh, that was just such, such, such a big experience. Oh gosh. And Tate was there for some of it. Oh my God. She didn't so, even know until Tate told her. Right. And how did Tate know? Tate is such a good guy. I'm so fucking mad at him. Piece of shit. I'm so pissed. When it happened, I wanted to throw the book across the room. Yeah. God, me too. I'll so, tell you uh, one thing. Delia knows how to make you feel. Yeah, I'm feeling all right. <laughs> <laughs> so before we leave chapter 12, the last thing I like wrote down in here was this is the chapter they gave her the first box of clothes and she immediately like pulls out some stuff and one of them or maybe it was a barrette from her mom but she ends up putting on a barrette in this chapter and I just feel like she's 10 and she's starting to want to feel pretty you know and that just makes people bullying you about your appearance hurt a lot worse it does because in the last paragraph it says Kaya chugged back in the sea once she routed the peninsula out of sight of jumping. She idled down, dug in the box, and pulled out the blouse with the lace collar. She put it on over her scratchy bib overalls with patched knees and tied the little satin ribbon into a bow at her neck. Then, one hand on the tiller, the other on the lace, she glided across the ocean toward home. I wrote in my notes right here, I hope she doesn't see those girls. Yeah, me too. I was just hoping we didn't turn the page and have her bump into those girls. And then I also wrote in my notes that I took a break here because, like, that was a lot. I was upset about mm-hmm. her having to make money. It was, it, I was, I'm so mad that Paul left her to fend for herself at seven years old. We skipped over it, and I wrote in my notes, but at one point she questioned about turning herself into the authorities to try and have a better life. I actually have it written down to ask you later, but, like, would you go to foster care if you were her? What would you do? I would go to foster care. Would you? I would be fucking terrified. So. I would be terrified, but then I would go because I'd be like, how can I fend for myself? Oh, no, I would be terrified out there in the marsh. I can't sleep without a nightlight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need foster care. I need electricity. <laughs> electricity, a shower, education. If if some, like, deep wind blew out my candles and it was dark in the shack, I would die of fright right there on the little thin wood floor. I would, too, with all the bugs. Nope. And the noises and the kids that taunt you. Yeah. No, thank you. But then I, I feel like I should have kept reading because Chapter 13 is awesome. Feathers. It is. But this is also the one where the boys come to her cabin and they're banging on the door. Well... They do it that one night that we know of, but we also know that it's happening a lot. That's how you become a man in this village because 
apparently if you want to be a man in this village you have to be trash yep but this one is when tate starts leaving her feathers yes on a stump on the first page of chapter four or 13 we find out that she's 14 already and she's like in some brush and she hears a footfall and she's like that doesn't sound like bears and i didn't know there were bears in north carolina i googled this and there are (laughs) so thank you for teaching me that delia i didn't know that i needed to know it (laughs) i only learned it because we watched naked and afraid one time oh and they did a north carolina episode huh Uh, yeah they did like stateside they did one in florida alabama it was weird i'm like oh you just have to live in alabama to try and survive it that could be your own naked and afraid (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) oh my gosh liberal and afraid so she hears someone creeping around in the woods and she's hiding and didn't catch any fish because of him but notices a nice feather there it says the eyebrow of a great blue heron and we know like she collects feathers she thinks they're very valuable so this is a big deal some boy crept around in the woods and left her feather and it caused her to not catch any fish to smoke. Yep. So he cost her some money. Yeah, motherfucker. Pay mm-hmm. up, Tate. You owe us. The f- eyebrow, like, really impressed her because she couldn't find one. Right. She's saying that boy must have put it here. He could be watching me right now. And she's creeped out. But she is curious. She says she wondered why a boy would bring her a feather. Because you're hot, Kaya. Because you're hot. Very hot. It, she didn't take this feather the first time. She left it, right? Oh, she took that shit. She snatched oh, it okay. right up. Let me confirm. Oh, she left it at first and then went back out and took it. Okay. But she waited a couple hours. She she has more patience than me. Me too. I would have just taken it right then and booked it. Ran. And then he brought one the next day? Yes. Late in the morning. Gosh, she came back in the morning? Jeez, he's, he's really putting down the charm right now, isn't he? He is. He knows how to get her. And this is another one where she can't read. So she really wants to label all of her new feathers, but she can't because she can't read the book that her mom left her. But she used two candles. She splurged and used two candles to look at her feathers. So she's really excited about her gifts. I wonder if she has a feeling it's Tate. No, because I think we would have found out if she did. Yeah, she's... She's surprised. But this chapter, oh my gosh, I have never thought about birds fighting before. And then we get a whole page of like this hen getting roughed up by her own pack because she's looks other and she's going to bring predators. And uh, they killed her. Kaya was there while she took her last breaths. And then does Kaya eat her? Probably not. She probably doesn't have a knife. I don't think she could have even if she want, if even if she had a knife, I don't think she could have. Yeah, that makes sense. She had a lot of cornbread. I had cornbread for dinner the other night, and I thought of Kaya. Oh. Well, she knows how to make cornbread. Lucky her. Probably better than me. (laughs) So she sees this head get jumped by her own people, and then the next night is when the boys start hounding her freaking shack and playing tag on her door. They run up and tag it, saying, here we come, Marsh Girl. Miss Miss, Miss and Link. Ugh. Show us your teeth. Show us your swamp grass. I'm sure that was a funny sexual joke, they thought. 
Probably. Disgusting idiots. So I just feel like she saw that head get beat up by her own people because she was other and then also sees people beating her up because she's other and uh, it says in here that the boys like are so proud because they survived her and no she barely survived you fucking terrible people Ugh. I hate I hate this whole town I hate this whole village they all suck I have a very misguided note on here that says is Chase leaving the feathers so that's funny I'm gonna throw that away I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> I, I did, like, at the last uh, sentence, or the last, like, paragraph is, Kaya thought of that day and night whenever she saw wild turkeys of the kids banging on her door, mm-hmm. and she was thrilled to see the tail feather on the stump, just to know the game was still on. Yes. So, Tate is going to save her from a lot of sad things, isn't he? Before he crushes her soul like a bitch. I think my no at the end of this, at one of these chapters was, was fuck Tate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I want to fight him. I would push him off the tower too. Everybody's going off the tower. Yeah. So chapter 14, we're in 1969 again, red fibers. The cops just find out that there's a lot of red fibers. There's no footprints, fingerprints, but lots of red fibers. And they're wool. It could be a sweater, a scarf, a shirt, skirt, sock, cape. Hell, it could be anything. And then that's all I wrote. Cold enough for somebody to be wearing wool? Didn't he die in the fall? Wasn't it in the fall? It was in the fall because they said at the beginning that fall is ain't supposed to be this warm in the oh, fall. Oh yeah, right, right, right. And I said so climate red change fibers, question mark? Um, he kind of sounds like somebody who doesn't live there and was dressing a little too warm for the climate. Mm. Tate, I'm looking at you. I'm ready to blame you for everything right now. <gasps> what if it's Jody? I still, I still don't think it's not Jody. Him and Tate were friends. Like, what if it was Jody and Tate? Oh, that's I a good one. I have a strong one. feeling that Jody's coming back. Okay, we'll see. We better write that down somewhere. I've been writing everywhere. I actually have it written down as what my uh, theory is that it's either Tate and Kaya or Jody and Kaya because Chase and Kaya have some sort of like fight or because Tate comes back and is jealous because he thought Kaya would wait 10 fucking years for him or something. He she lives in that? the marsh, but she has needs, bitch. I was going to say, you probably thought that because she lives in the marsh. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm getting fired up. <laughs> Luckily chapter 15 is about the game and it's sweet. This is the one she learns to read? Well, chapter 16 is where she learns to read. I think chapter 15 is just where um, she finds some more feathers. She finds some seeds. He gives her a spark plug. And then she finds out it's him. Oh, yeah. And then she finds that she goes through more of Ma's stuff and found a bottle of dried up Revlon fingernail polish. Yeah. So my note at the end of this, because we find out for sure that it's Tate, is um, I guess I'm not shocked that it's Tate. But that means they haven't been besties this whole time. So I guess the reason I thought maybe Chase was leaving the flowers is because I was hoping that after they ran into each other, that one awkward day in the boat, they would have been friends after that. But I guess it took a little while and he had to like lure her out with feathers. Yeah. So. That makes sense. And then, okay, so on page 96 is another time when Ma is telling out the girls to not fight because Ma used to take them out on the boat too. Mm -hmm. Yep. I have this written down as Ma's lesson. 
Yes. And Ma said, now y'all listen, this is a real lesson in life. Yes, we get mm-hmm. stuck, but what, a gr- what do we girls do? We make it, we made it fun. We laughed. That's what sisters and girlfriends are all about. Sticking together, even in the mud, especially in the mud, especially in the mud. I really liked this. And I really liked that Kaya remembered it. And it's just, she remembers everything. She remembers everything everybody says to her. She remembers everything she sees, like everything she does, like everything she sees, hears, touches, she tries to figure out how she can use that knowledge to make her life better or easier. And she's just very smart. She is. And then the last sentence hurt my heart. Where are you now, Ma? Why didn't you stick? Oh, yeah. <sighs> yep. Because the nail polish didn't stick either. Mm-hmm. Nothing that she wants to stick in her life does. It's awful. Tate left her a note, and this note is what spurs the whole reading conversation because she can't read it. That was a good part. I was just looking at my note that this is a chapter I wrote. Did the dad die? Because it's been some years and he hasn't come back. So obviously he died. Yeah. I hope he never comes back. Fuck him. Kaya's going to get rich and he'll pop up. He'll undie somehow. (laughs) Obviously we know that Kaya is probably a person of interest in Chase's murder. And I was wondering, does the news get out and does anyone in her family come back? Maybe that's when Jody comes back because I still don't think he's very far. Okay. Good to know. Maybe, maybe Tate was with Jody this whole time hanging out at his college town. Maybe. So Tate comes out of the woods. He's like, Kaya, don't run. Just let me talk to you. <laughs> and she says, he's pleasing. And I wrote, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, my actor for Tate at this age and probably like when they're in their early 20s, have you seen Fate? The Wink Saga with the red-haired Faye girl? No. Have you seen The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey, directed by Guy Ritchie? Mm, I can't say I have. (laughs) Well, there's this guy named Danny Griffin, and he just has, like, this jaw and this, like, blonde hair that's obviously blow-dried, and he's him to me. He has, like, a deep voice, and he's, like, a skinny guy. That's Tate. That's who I'm imagining saying all these cute things to me and not Kaya. (laughs) Until okay, he I'm leaves. gonna Google who Danny Griffin is. Yeah, I'm gonna Google him, him after this. He uh, is an English actor, but I mean, how hard is a Southern accent? It Act. can't be hard at all. Act. That is why they're actors. That's why they get paid millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I feel like I haven't even said any. Who would, do I think would play Tate? Either Ansel Elgort. That's another. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's a younger guy. I could I'm possibly see Square Jaw. Oh, yeah. I could possibly see Tom Holland. Ooh. You know, when you said Ansel, Tom Holland, I'd love him. He can play anybody. His, his hair is blonde, they say, when he's older. Um, but we could... Tom's got some dirty blonde hair. Yeah. But you know who I love is uh, the guy who played Ellen John. What's his name? Oh, yeah. He's got two last names. Yes. He would be perfect. Oh, my gosh. He's perfect at everything. I'm Googling him right now. Yeah, I hear you. Type away. Google him. (laughs) Taron Egerton. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Let's put a tan on him and give him a southern accent. He's got it. He can do whatever he wants. Actually, leave for 10 years. I'll wait. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a hard time picturing who Kaya would be. Like, I keep thinking Zendaya. Like, she would Mm. be perfect. But it does say that she has, like, dark black hair and brown eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you watch Lucifer or have you seen Daddy's Home? I've seen Daddy's Home. The girl in that? Yes. Her name is Scarlett Estevez, but I love her for like young, young Kaya. And then like teenage, like early 20s Kaya. I'm picturing 
Josie from Legacies. Do you watch Legacies? Mm-hmm. That actress looks just like Scarlett Estevez, grown up. I'll have to look it up. So that's who I'm picturing. I'll have but to look it's, it up. it's hard to decide. But I mean, we could put mud on anybody. Yeah, and they'd be fine. They just need to be gorgeous. Yeah, they need to be gorgeous. You know who else could be her? Maybe when she's older is um, Fiona from Shameless. Yes, Emmy Rosam. Yes, she looks I good with Emmy. no makeup, and she's she got does. some good, like naturally curly hair that would look good a little mud caked. Yes, I just hope because on the back of this it says that this is going to be soon be a major motion picture. I hope it's not a Lifetime movie. Oh mm. God, please don't let no. Lifetime be the one to produce it. So it's just going to be the same actors all over Lifetime. No, we yeah. have a new cast, and you guys cannot cut corners on this. No. <laughs> that's so funny who are you picturing as pa anyway before he ran off since we're talking about it oh my gosh i'm thinking uh scott eastwood oh yeah 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 he could be you know who i thought would be good as matthew mcconaughey <laughs> matthew we know McConaughey he's good, good at losing weight and becoming a crazy alcoholic and yeah, or the loving Bale. scenes oh yeah oh yeah but matthew's already got that southern accent thing going on right he does and I'm picturing Ma as Nicole Kidman because the only thing we know about her is she's tall and we know that Nicole Kidman can rock any other wig. Well, Sebastian just woke up from nap, so he's saying, hi, mommy. Does, she, does he have an idea who he wants to play Ma for our motion picture? Sebastian, who should play Ma for motion picture? Captain America? Chris Evans? Go. Oh, he could be anybody. He could be all the roles, actually. <laughs> Before we got on this call, I was actually looking at an article about somebody he might be dating. So, yeah, it's fine. He could be whoever. Is it the Elba girl? Yes. Uh, the um, nurse nun? Not nurse nun. Ninja nun? Something yes. fighting nun? Whatever yes. it is, nurse nun. You could tell I watched that show. <laughs> Ooh, 16 is where they're reading, but also... The really racist part. Oh, gosh. At the end of chapter 15, we find out that Tate thinks all the village girls are trashy. And that's when he says, yeah, I'll teach you to read. Because she told him he couldn't, she couldn't read his note. I think this was another one of my favorite chapters. This was a really good chapter. But also, like, all, well, it, it was a big chapter. <laughs> a lot of stuff happened here. Yeah. Like, the first page, you're talking about Kaya and how loneliness is a natural appendage for her. So now that Tate hasn't been back, she's, like, experiencing loneliness for real for the first time and what seems like ever. And that's painful. So she goes down to Colortown to talk to someone. She says she, a woman friend would be really nice to talk to. So uh, wouldn't that be Mabel? That's, she's heading toward to talk to Mabel, and then that's when she sees these little fucking racist trash children. I, I would say these parents need to light their kids on fire, but these parents are probably condoning what they're doing. Yeah, and I just, like, this whole scene is just, like, Jumpin's walking somewhere, we assume, towards his house. Kaya doesn't know. And these two kids are harassing him for no fucking reason. They don't live there. They don't belong there. And they're, like, trying to antagonize Jumpin into doing something to them. For what purpose, I presume, to get the rest of the village folk all pissed off to come and, like, lynch him, probably. That or I was thinking that they know that he can't do anything mm -hmm. yeah. because of the repercussions. So they like to taunt them and they like to pick on jump in. That's what I was thinking. Anybody who they know can't actually do anything to them. That's safe. They, could, they couldn't actually fight somebody their own size, right? 
Yes. That's how you know you're a bully. Fucking dicks. But then Kaya. Yeah, my oh, notes up Kaya. to this point are literally just no, no, no. The people in the village raise trash kids, so they must be trash. That's and Kaya hears, like, these boys talking shit. And what she do? She jumps out from a bush and whacks them in the back of the head with some glass jars of jam. They deserve I, it. They had I fucking love her. I do, too. This incident, though, her being so angry that she assaulted some children who the village presumes is better than her will probably be evidence later with her short temper. Oh, that's a good note. That's a good note. So I didn't I even have... think of that. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking because I feel like they're going to use – people are going to be dredging up any old story they can to make it seem like Kaya did something when they've only encountered her twice in their whole lives. So but, after that is Yeah, when, once we get past that page and a half of absolute horror. Okay, this is like my favorite chapter of the book. Tate starts to teach Kaya how to spell and how to read. So on 102, what did I write here? Oh, I think that Tate and Kaya are slowly falling in love with each other. Yes, yes, they are. And then I also wrote down here when she read a sentence for the first time, and he said, there will never be a time again where you can't read. And, I wrote that too. Ugh. And then she said, I wasn't aware that words could hold so much. I didn't know a sentence could be so full. And then he says, not all words hold that much. They're both so aware of stuff. I wrote down on this page that Chase is so aware too. Like he knew not to laugh at her when she mispronounced something. And he knew that she would need to read like books that were readable. Like he brought something that was readable. And like he knows to tell her not to get her hopes up because most people write trash probably like all the village people all the village people it just it warmed my soul that tate wanted to give her so much attention and he's so good at it too she's help. like saying a word and he says you can already write a word see you can spell cab it doesn't know if you know what it means or not mm-hmm. he'd be just- a good teacher he would and he's just letting her know that every step to making her a better person is a step to being better. And it's so cute how everything that she learns, she immediately figures out how she could apply it to like her life. Like she's learning how to spell. So she's like, Ooh, I can finally label my feathers. So she learns what comes after 29. That's something that she's always wanted to know. But then also in this book, after she learns how to read or when she starts learning how to read, she opens up a Bible from her mom. And that's Mm -hmm. when she finds out, everything about her mom yeah she finds out the real names of everybody. yeah the names her mom her siblings and she tries to remember what they look like but she can't yeah which is sad and then we get into a little bit of the backstory of where miss julianne marie jacques is from she's from new orleans Jacques has, and she I think has she's rich, probably french yeah she has a rich family and you know back in 1933 they didn't allow anyone that wasn't white to be rich. Yeah. Back in 1933, right. Big <laughs> eye roll. <laughs> that couldn't be happening still today at all. No, never. Gosh, they just so they perfected the method back in 1933 that we see today. They did. We're just so advanced that we don't even need to teach our children about that. Come yeah, on. you're right. I hated this trip down memory lane because Jake... Kaya's father has been a swindler this whole time. Like, he tricked 
her mom, Maria, Julianne, into thinking that, like, they were going to be rich. And then tricked her into being like, we're going to move into the shack and we're just going to be away from everybody and I'll fix it up. And then, like, I'm going to go into the army and I'm going to make something of myself. Just lies after lies after lies and never actually doing anything to back it up. That's what I hated. My notes were from rich to poor. Like he, they were wealthy. They had a place to live. The kids could have gone to school. And then I also found it was ironic that her family owns a shoe factory, but none of the kids have shoes now. That is seriously ironic. I didn't even think of that. What I did think about is what if that's where she's at now? The the shoe factory. Yes. And then I also wrote down that pause a narcissist. He purposely took Ma away when she taking her from rich to poor. He's abusive. And then I did write, I bet Ma's back in New Orleans. Like, that's how I feel too. Like the whole story, he, he lied. He conned her. He's a con man. He's a narcissist. I think he was just embarrassed. I think he was embarrassed about who he was or who he is. It's fine to be embarrassed, but you got to tell your wife what the real fucking sitch is, bro. Mm-hmm. and be embarrassed about it it's fine we can be embarrassed together she married you she's probably embarrassed too and this is a chapter where we learned uh kind where her nickname came from oh yeah it was just what she said her name was yep i feel like i went to school with some people like that like their nickname in junior high was monkey because that's just what they called themselves when they were toddlers oh that's nice I wrote down about this that Jake sounds like a lying con man from the start. Like he kind of wants to be better enough to talk and brag about being better, but not enough to actually be better. That's, and that's exactly all I what need to is. know about him. Before we move on from this chapter. Oh, they talked about his time in the military and said why he might be the way he is because he was in, he was somewhere. Oh, I'm trying to find it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember that part where he was in like a foxhole and yeah, everyone got out? Yeah, he was out. a little bitch. He hid in the corner. Yes. And then he got injured because somebody threw something into the foxhole after everybody left. And everybody thought he just got in there early. And so he was living with that shame. What, the shame of lying to everybody your whole life? Yeah, that's super hard to live with. Maybe you should stop doing that. And then he became an alcoholic because it erased the memories. Yep, 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 yep. He always kind of was. That was like, that was what he did. He, his family lost their money. So he started gambling and then they couldn't stay where they were, where they were. So he took his dowry from his wife and moved them out to the swamp and realized he couldn't afford it out there and started drinking again. Went to the military. Turns out he trashed, starts drinking again. Like that's his way to not recognize your own habits. Jake, piece of trash. (laughs) I was really impressed though on page 104 they're talking about the words that she's reading and she's just reading all the words, learning all the words because she doesn't know what's advanced and what's not. And they said she learned, um, plasticin, a word that I don't even know. Yeah. I Googled it. It's pleistocene, pleistocene, pleistocene. It's the ice age. Oh, that's the whatever era. It's just the Ice Age era. So anyways, Kaya's smarter than us and she's 14. So whatever. Yeah, (laughs) there we are. Who cares if she knows the names of her siblings? She knows real life things about how to plant things and how the world literally works. And this is a chapter where she writes down all of her feather names too, right? Yep. Yep. She labels everything, all of her valuables. It's sad to think that those are her most prized possessions is the le- the leaves and the feathers that she collected. But then at the same time, like, how great would it be to live in a world where, like, that's your 
greatest possession. But I mean, like, it would be a great position possession for a kid that was able to have food on the table three times a day, you know? Right, 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 right. It would be nice to not to talk to people every single day. I try super hard to not talk to people every day. <laughs> it's my main goal every day. And how does that work out for you? It doesn't work. I need a marsh hut. Gosh dang it. With all your leaves and your feathers. Yeah. That does sound really nice. I like feathers are really pretty. I feel like I used to have one from a, what are those pretty peacocks? I really like those guys, but yes, I always think bird watching would be a fun hobby because they are so weird, aren't they? Yes. Those colors don't normally occur in nature and look at them out there just shutting their stuff and being pretty. Toward the end of like our sec- section of reading, um, I wrote on there the hawk uh, checking on Kaya mm-hmm. because that's after her heartbreak and she holds up in her house for however long and then a hawk comes up to her door. Yeah. But yeah, that's further down. It is a little <laughs> further down. Not too far down. I'm so sad. Yeah. So the, in this chapter, are we going to chapter 17? Crossing yes. the threshold. My Where, first note was what threshold? Womanhood? Oh, that is a good one. Well, I do know this is the one where social services comes looking for her. That Jumpin' yep. warns her about it. So I assume now Jumpin' knows her dad is officially gone. Yep. He said Jumpin' will send him on a snipe hunt. Yep. So it's good to have somebody having your back, especially when you're on the run from the authorities. I noted in here that she really seems like she's on the run. Like, hiding out in the, like, reading cabin and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she has that uh, second hut. Yep. What I was really excited about on this chapter on page 111 is we found out what where the crawdad means. Yes, I put that down, too. I don't know if I sent you that text or if I sent it to somebody else. But we do find out wh- where the, what it means, where the crawdad sing. That's where she means- hides out. Far in the bush where critters are wild, still behaving like critters. So Tate and her mom used to say that. So like another little point for Tate. And also when he like pulls up and Kaya just like jumps into conversation, he's like, good morning, Kaya. What a fucking flirt. I love it. <laughs> and he said, it's polite to acknowledge people at first or something. I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, Tate, I want you to acknowledge me. My next note in here is that she's really good at thinking ahead. She is. My note is, how does social services know about her life when they're so off-grid? It must be much harder to do that back in, like, what, the 40s when she was born than it is these days? Yeah, that makes sense. I also wrote in here that Tate just wants her to live a better life. Yes, and I wish that he would do that instead of leaving her. Whatever. And then before we get into the real trauma of chapter 17, gosh, this part just stuck up to me. They're talking about floodplains. The terrain in this book is as much of a freaking character as anybody. So I feel like I have to point it out every time she talks about it. But it says on here that anyone living on a floodplain is just waiting in the river's wings. And I think that's so funny because they just like struck ground out here on a housing development that was literally underwater during that big ass flood a few years ago. Mm. and (laughs) those people are just going to be waiting in the river's wings like it flooded once it'll flood again yeah she's smart and so So she knows more than these architects out here now exactly and it's so funny how how much this book ties into real life 
Yeah, right. Like, I feel like I can tie it back to so many, so many real things that are happening. I'm not scared of bears. I actually am, though, Kaya. I am, too. I realized that I didn't take a lot of notes after this because um, I was just so into reading. <laughs> ah! I did write, like, a few things here and there. But well, the phase. important part on this one I thought was on page 114 is when Tate finally introduces her to poetry. And when he's like, do you remember when you said words hold a lot? Well, poems have heavy words or whatever he says. And they start reading poetry and she starts making up her own poetry. And I kind of had been wondering how long it would be before she started like making up her own poems like this. We knew it would be a thing because Tate likes poems. Tate likes Kaya. Yeah, and I did write in here the goodbye poem on 115. Mm, Ma's favorite. It made made sense. It made sense why the mom left. She wants to know if there's a hidden meaning in that. Do you remember reading that? Yes. I don't think there's a hidden meaning. I think that sounds like it was written by a woman who was abused. Saying everything as quietly as you can and still being, like, denied proper treatment, which would literally just be not being punched in the face. Yeah, I, I was thinking maybe the hidden meaning was this was her way of telling why she left. Will her mom come back? Do you think her mom will come back? I don't. I don't either. She obviously felt a little guilt about leaving her, but she should have been the princess to a shoe empire and not living in a shack on a fucking beach. Learning how to read from a 17-year-old. Ah. <sighs> Well, I hope that her mom did underline this so that Kaya would read it and understand. But luckily, right after we read that sad poem that her mom had, there's a cute moment with Tate. She invites him inside, and it's the first time anybody had ever been invited inside of her house since Paul left. And this is and when they start to get, like, feelings for each other, right? This is yes. when they, like, first touch. Yes, without, like, Kaya, touching. like, wants to touch him. It says nearly touching just to feel him near. So cute. But when my heart started pumping, I just love how aware Tate is because he says he knows not to make a big deal of it, but it is a huge fucking deal. He's so aware for a boy. Like, he's so aware for a boy. I'm wondering if his mom dying made him mature and become smart. Too. I feel like dealing with trauma, it kind of makes you mature quicker. Yeah, and you know what? He probably held on to a lot of memories from his mom and the way she, like, dealt with problems and stuff because, you know, those are all he's got. So maybe that impacted his thinking, too. Good call. Good call. In this chapter, she also gets her first bra. Yes! Mabel with the win before she even had to ask. And, oh, my gosh, I wrote on this page, oh, my God, she's going to have her period. And she did. Yeah, Mabel's like, if you need anything, if you need anything, ask me. Wink, wink, wink. In case (laughs) a fetus that you did not properly, like, fertilize falls out of your uterus and onto the earth. (laughs) There's no good way to say that to a teenage girl. There's no good way to say it. It's terrifying the first time. It's painful. It's awful. You ate too much the week before. You're crying now. It's awful. I feel like Mabel should have been a little bit more, like, forthcoming with that and, like, telling her, like, listen, you're at the age where you're going to start noticing things or you're going to get a period. Like, Mm -hmm. why not tell her? She knew it was coming. Why not give her a warning? I thousand percent would have because I'm rude and I have no boundaries. At the end of uh, page 118 is where Kaya starts getting her period. The description of the period crafts is like right on. Like you're going to get PGs 
play. <laughs> yes. And it comes on so fast. You just have to, you just have to quit your life until it's done. <laughs> and that's the way being a woman works. <laughs> I fucking love Tate. Like this is the first time I wrote on a note, sticky note. I fucking love Tate because he was just like, let me just, I, I think I know what's going on here. Let me not overreact and let's act like it's okay. And then and he was so Tate. embarrassed. Oh, it would be embarrassing, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Then, like, later on, she goes out to find Mabel to get some supplies. And just the hugging and the conversation, my note in here is, I'm not crying, you're crying. This is the first part I actually shed a tear in the book, was the hug. Because I feel like that's probably the first human connection or human touch that Kaya has felt probably since her mother left. Yeah, since probably before her mother left because it didn't seem like a super loving touching household. Yeah. I yeah. did like that Kaya basically made Jumpin go leave to get Mabel for her. I like that Jumpin didn't make her ask more than twice. He was like, yeah. okay, okay. It seems like probably I don't even want to know what's going on right now. <laughs> You're a woman now, baby. Um, you don't want this womanhood. Sorry, Kaya. Mm-mm. It's going to suck every time. Every then, single time. The next day, Tate came and brought her cakes. He's and literally books. the best. And books. I love him. Me too. Is this the chapter where they start dating, where they're boyfriend and girlfriend? By the end? Probably. I love that part. <laughs> yeah, they do become boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Where's the one where dad, where Tate's dad is like... Oh, it's coming up in the next chapter. Fucking scupper. This was another one of my favorite chapters. Yeah, I really like the way uh, they kiss and then Kaya's like, am I your girlfriend now? That's basically how I got engaged. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I do it too, Kaya. But before that page, it's Tate's like worried about how all of the boys in school are making bets on who would be the first to get Kaya's cherry. And I made a note saying, it's sad the men there are such trash. He says... What did it say about men if this tradition of tagging her cottage was an initiation for becoming men? What did it say about them? That they're trash, Tate. I'm glad you recognize it. But now they're boyfriend, girlfriend, and everything's okay. I Okay, so on page 124, I wrote, this is Pocahontas, Colors of the Wind. As soon as the wind picked up, thousands upon thousands of yellow sycamore leaves broke from their support and ste- streamed across the sky. Autumn and then they started fall, picking they them out? Yeah of the sky i wrote oh my fucking god this would be a great movie scene we could play pocahontas colors of the wind and then they kiss and kaya would be like you're my boyfriend now you're my property and he would say yes i like how she's like i bet the other girls don't know about feathers in the back of tate's mind he was like those bitches don't know shit about feathers that's exactly what he's thinking that's exactly (laughs) what he's thinking i also have tate equals sugar daddy because he brings me so many gifts he, he is a good sugar daddy for a couple more chapters. Yeah. Bitch. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to randomly call him a bitch until he does something that I like in a okay. future chapter. <laughs> we have two more chapters and then we're done. Yeah, okay, White Canoe. This is where his dad brings up Kaya and let's talk oh, about her birthday first. Multiple, yeah. Multiplication. This is the first time I ever learned that 12 times 12 is 144. Thanks, public school. <laughs> okay. Doing nothing as typical. Uh, doing but nothing as typical. turns 15 on page 127 and gets her first presents and real wrapping paper from Tate. He's the best. I said, it's giving the notebook. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it like, did Tate, 
come to the future and watch the notebook and then go back to Wu Kaya because I could tell. Yeah. And he she, got in the Bible and got her birthday, figured out what day it was and brought her some stuff. And now she really knows. Now she doesn't have to guess when her birthday is because she really knows. It is an autumn. So she was kind of right on with the autumn moon, the harvest yes. moon. Well, she's very observant. So she, we knew she would be. And he gives her a magnifying glass. To look at the feathers that they collect together or separate or for each other. So cute. And I love he gave it. her a barrette. It's all very meaningful. She said prettier than her ma's. I love that. And I love how it kind of makes me sad, but I also love how she compares everything she has to, like, her mom, which is, like, her standard of beauty, you know? Mm-hmm. If I feel like if every woman's standard of beauty stayed with their mom, no one would be insecure, but... Yeah, well, and then you got the bitches in the village with their skirts. Mm-hmm. So after and, the birthday, Tate and Scupper go to dinner, don't they? Yes, and this is when they went to a special dinner. I feel like Scupper only took Tate to this dinner to talk to him about Kaya. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, before I got mad at Scupper to the point of possibly no return, I thought it was really sweet how he keeps painting the boat red because that's the color that his wife picked out. And you can see where Tate got his romantic gene from. Mm-hmm. You can, from the dad. And then his dad is an asshole. Fuck. Before his dad is even an asshole, though, is Betty flirting with Tate? It sounds like me. it. That's what I wrote in here. With her little hip swipe and extra high heaping of food. Get the fuck out. That's what Get I'm the thinking. fuck out. And then they talk about the dance. Yeah. His dad straight up calls him out and says, do you got something going on with the Marsh Girl? I don't want you having a family too soon. Assuming that they're boning. And then he said, I know what, what their types are or something. Mm-hmm. Like, what is her type? I don't think Kaya would want to get pregnant. I don't think I she's don't think so either. trying to get knocked up. She probably doesn't even know what that is. She probably doesn't even know how it happens. I'm certain she doesn't know how it happens unless it's in one of the books that Tate brought her. Oh, P.S. Remember how Tate brought her a pamphlet before her period to let her know god he's so thoughtful i love how tate tells his dad i don't like the girls at school they hunt in packs and they take no prisoners like those bitches are trying to get pregnant they are those trashy bitches are trying to get pregnant kaya's not she just wants to enjoy her marsh to calm himself down he tells himself his favorite poem oh when shall i see the dusty lake and the white canoe of my dear this conversation is when i was like he's leaving soon I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry all over again. This is yeah. triggering it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even at a point of crying over Tate leaving. I'm pissed. <laughs> I cried over the hug. I'm all cried out. I'm ready to fight Tate. But I'm still really shocked at how aware he is, how aware he is that the girls are trash and just want to use him and how aware he is about what he thinks is important. And that's talking Marsh stuff with his lady friend. And even when he couldn't spend a lot of time with her, he would still go there to see her. And then immediately sex dreams about her. Oh, yeah. Of course he does. He's 18. I can't believe he's waited this long. The self-control is amazing. Amazing. And there's a book that Kaya has in there. They're talking about nobody comes close to filling their brains. We're all like giraffes not using their necks to reach higher leaves. I think that's what Tate told her. But she's reading a book. I don't know. I put it on, I put the note that it's on 131, but I'm starting to think it was, she was reading a book about how it is mother, on 131. Okay. How a mother would leave her offspring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the last sentence. And that's something I wrote down too. And I wrote, why would a mom leave her offspring? Abuse Kaya. 
abuse yeah. is what I wrote. Because otherwise they fucking won it. And if she could have taken all of the kids, I'm sure she would have. Yes. I'm sure she so like too. was in her brain like the only way she could get out is if she left because she had been conned by this man so much that she didn't I, believe in her ability to take care of the kids without him probably. And I'm wondering if she thought to herself, I'm going to go back to New Orleans where my family is, where I know I can make money mm-hmm. and send money back to the kids or raise up enough money to go back and get the kids. Yeah. And I wonder if the note to Pa was about that. Oh, getting the kids. And then he yeah. threw it away because he's like, the kids fucking left, you stupid woman. Yeah. Once again, you don't know anything, which is, I'm sure, a conversation they had more than once. Probably. And then we go to um, Christmas. It's now Christmas. Yep. She... Her Christmas was complete because she got a gift from him and got to give him a gift. But she at first she didn't know it was Christmas, so she gives him one the day after. Right, right, right. His gift was so thoughtful. <laughs> Do you remember what it was? Um, enlighten me. It's a Webster's Dictionary with, like, feathers and flowers and, like, other things pressed oh, yeah. in between the pages of the different letters. Like, so fucking cute. I thought that was so thoughtful. How he knows and her so well. He does. And, like, they just have so much in common. And I just love it. It's so cute. It was. And then he comes back the day after Christmas. She gives him a head tuft from a male cardinal, which I guess is probably, like, a tuft of feathers on the top of their little heads. And she dressed up in a nice dress for him. So cute. Oh, and then they got a little handsy. Yay. Oh, man. This one, I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's got so much self-control here. Oh, I said, I'm not is, in this book. This is what I, I know. I said, Tate is a gentleman. No me movement. No me too yeah. movement on him. Yeah, right? Oh, gosh, I love him. But I did write on this page, 133. I'm expecting this to end soon for some reason. Oh so gosh. I'm just doubting everything. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, immediately on the next page is the bullfrog, bullfrog scene. Yeah, where he ripped her shirt off. Oh, my gosh. And her pants. And then made, him, made her look at him all naked. Aslan. That's who I'm picturing right now. The person who I casted. <laughs> naughty, naughty boy. Uh, <laughs> I feel like most 18-year-old boys, once they get an erection, like, they're going for it. Yeah. And, and they don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised by that. No matter how many times Kaya said that, she was ready. And I love how she's, like, whining, and he's like, you're sounding more like a child every second. <laughs> you, it's true. It's true, and there's nothing you can do. But I feel like he did give her something that she's probably going to use with Chase later, which is, um, how do you know what to do? Just nature, baby. Just nature. And then this I have is a where note. they oh, say, ahead. I love you. Yes! Well, he did, and she didn't. And she, like, thinks there's nothing about the word she understood. And later on, she's going to decide that it's a fucking fake made-up word. So thanks, Tate, for nothing. You ruined everything, Tate. Yeah. And he just, like, pops up in May saying, I'm going to college. And he promises he'll come back as often as he can. He tells her that he's going to college, and she just runs off into the woods, like, not having that conversation. And he says, you can't run from everything. And I have a note in here saying, so far, Tate, she can run from everything. <sighs> so... Yeah, he says he won't leave her. He says he's gonna come back to her, and that's where he fucked up. Don't make promises you can't keep. Yeah, he leaves her some books before he leaves, and then he just fucking leaves. On the last page of chapter eighteen, I say I just have a bad feeling about this. Chase is going to be swooping in soon. That's the end of chapter eighteen. I wrote in chapter nineteen that 
Chase was probably on drugs. A former athlete, a druggie. <laughs> they, normally, they normally are. So the cops thought that too. So we're in chapter 19. Something's going on back in 1969 with the cops. And they're talking about how he probably is on drugs. And I wrote, because they said he's mixed up with potheads or worse. And I wrote, mixed up with potheads. LOLOL. <laughs> because that's the fucking like that's that's the gateway right you you don't smoke pot and sit on your couch and not cheat on your wife you go out and you fuck swamp trash is what you do according to these cops jesus they, they must get high a lot they must know. And my other thought was i think most athletes smoke pot just saying they just do it in a way so that they don't get tested but anyway i'd smoke pot if i had to run fast places a lot yeah me too so, this is when we find out that Chase had something going on with somebody in the marsh because his friend said so in 1965, and it had been going on all the way until 1969. So my note here is Chase and Kaya met in 1965 after Tate graduated, question mark. That's interesting. And then this is also when we find out that his mom spotted the shell necklace around his neck. Oh, so this is the chapter, chapter when we find out that Chase and Kaya are seeing each other between 1965 and 1969, which would be when Kaya's 19 and Chase's 24-ish. Is Chase older than her? I, I think so. I'm assuming Chase and Tate are the same age, but okay. I don't think they've told us exactly. One of the cops says, I just don't know of any ladies out there that'd be his type. Like, do they not know who Kaya is specifically at this point in 1969? Has she gone so unnoticed by the police that they don't know she, there's a babe out in the marsh? They must. That must be what it is. But I don't understand that if, like, social services can't even find her. Also, like, Chase is wearing that necklace around his mom. He must really care about her. That's what I was thinking. My theory about him and Tate getting into some fight because Tate just showed back up in 1969, like, I don't know. It's probably spot on. We'll see. We'll see. I hope to confirm. I only have one sticky note the rest of the time. So, anyway, I was crying my eyes out. I mean, I'm right there with you. That so chapter 20, July 4th, right before Tate left, he told her he was leaving early so he could do summer semester because he got a summer job and he would be there for July 4th. And Kaya got dressed up and waited for the beach, waited at the beach for him, and he didn't fucking show. And she screamed, Tate, Tate, no, no. Yeah, she just ends up down by the beach screaming her freaking pain away. And just had her first heartbreak. A first non-familial heartbreak. Yeah. And this one just seems so much worse because, like, he was the only person who really spent time on her and, like, spent time with her and spent money on her and, like, acted like he actually cared. But I had a feeling this was going to happen. I had a feeling when he said, I'll be back July 4th, that he just wouldn't. I'm wondering if he's sending her letters, though. Hmm because i mean she hasn't checked the mailbox but i'm wondering if maybe he sent her a letter to let her know what happened fingers or, crossed i hope so or he met a girlfriend and then we hate him okay. well they have another uh na nature scene in here about the fireflies and i was really oh, yeah. surprised that kaya noticed the fireflies with their different blinks how one species would like do a blink for their species and do a different blink after they'd mated to get a like postmate snack from a male of a different species they'd bite their head and legs off and eat them so anyway i didn't know that that was true and i'm assuming that it is because everything else i've googled from this book has been accurate that's what so, i think too 
<laughs> that was pretty good. But also, like, Kaya notices everything, everything somebody does to her. <sighs> so he didn't show up for July 4th. And in Chapter 21, it's now 1961. Oh, and... hang on. Before we move on, I need to say this is, like, one thing that stuck out to me. Kaya knew judgment had no place here. It's at the bottom of page 142. Mm-hmm. Kaya knew judgment had no place here. Evil was not in play, just life pulsing on, even at the expense of some of the players. Biology sees right and wrong as the same color in different light. See, I remember reading that and thinking that she assumed Tate found a new girlfriend at college and that was just right because of who he was and who she is. I agree there. And then I'm also seeing it as Kaya knows that this is life, that it it sucks and it's full of disappointing moments. Yeah. And that's been her life this whole time. And I wanted Tate to be the person who showed her that sometimes it's not all disappointment. But now she knows if anybody gives you anything good, then you have to take 10 times as bad yep. after. Like, that's, that's what she is resigned to when we get to chapter 21, isn't it? She's depressed for a while, and she decides she doesn't need anyone because needing people gets her hurt. She didn't go see Jumpin' for a while. Mm-hmm. Does Jumpin' ever wonder what happened? I bet he does. She was gone for a month, and she went there, like, every day before. She wonders what she did to send everyone away, her own ma, her sisters, her whole family, Jody, and now Tate. While she lays in bed feeling sorry for herself, because I would too, I would not leave for days, a hawk comes to her house. Yes. And he just sat at the door. So I'm wondering if they, if, like, the wildlife seeing her out there that they know that something is wrong and so he's checking up on her animals are very in tune to your feelings they're very good at reading body language i bet and i wouldn't be surprised if she had a couple that she got close to specifically you know like this cooper's hawk and what happened with tate did change her relationship with jump in she only went to jump ins when she was low on supply when Low supplies demanded, but spoke very little to him. It says her collections matured, but so did her loneliness. A pain as large as her heart lived in her chest. And months turned into a year, then another, and that's how part one ends. And now we're on part two, the swamp. Woo! How do you think Tate leaving is going to affect her? Do you think she's going to stay like this where she doesn't want any human interaction forever? Or I think... It's going to take her a while to let people in for her to trust them. We obviously know something goes on with Chase. We don't know if it's with Kaya. I'm assuming it's with Kaya, but I'm wondering if she's going to do kind of what the fireflies do and use, use people. I thought about that too. (laughs) That's how I used to date. (laughs) She's a man eater. <laughs> I agree with you though. I think she's going to be more careful about how she deals with people and it's going to be business only. Do not get close. Do not need anyone ever. This chapter was just about loneliness. In the la- like one of the last sentences it says the lonely became larger than she could hold. She wished for someone's voice, presence, touch, but wished more to protect her heart. So I think mm-hmm. if she-, she does let someone in, it's going to be it's they're going to have to really work at breaking down the wall, the barrier. Good thing Chase has charisma. Yeah. That's what he's going to use to do it. What characters do you think will come back in part two? I think Tate comes back. I think Jody comes back. Obviously, Chase is going to have a big role. Mm-hmm. And then I also think her mom comes back. 
like we never really got introduced to the older siblings so i'm going to assume that we never really meet them i agree with that obviously i agree that jody's going to come back and tate and i was thinking about her mom too i wonder if her mom will come back or will like will write a letter or something just to see if somebody's still there which would kind of be another appearance yeah and she knows how to read yeah they could do that but maybe her mom that i hope that would be nice because she's really hopeful why do you think tate didn't come back do you think it was girls do you think it was work I'm wondering if it was work. I think it was work too, because like he was going to take the job and then it was, he was going to leave in a few weeks and then they're like, no, you need to leave next week. So I feel like they would have been like, no, you can't have a four day weekend to go see your swamp girlfriend. That's what I'm thinking too. And I also don't understand like Tate knows everything that Kai has been through. So I don't understand why he would do the same to her. Right. I feel why like couldn't he she is go? more empathetic than that. Ooh, why couldn't she go? That's what it's been bothering me the whole time. Like, why couldn't she live in his apartment? Why couldn't he just civilize her? What if he was in the dorms? Yeah, right. She probably was in the dorms. Dang it. So who do you think killed Chase now? I'm thinking it has to be Kaya. You think so? Yeah. I think it was Kaya and someone, obviously, as discussed. Do you, yeah. What do you think happened? Do you think they were fighting? you think it was an accident? I think maybe Chase was trying to take advantage of Kaya, trying to sexually assault her, and she pushes him because she doesn't want to deal with that. Maybe. Maybe he was a little drunk and she was saying no, not tonight, and he was like, you never say no to me. Yeah. And then he keeps going, and then she pushes him, and I think it was an act. So at first I said maybe premeditated because it sounded like it could have been premeditated, but now talking about it, maybe it was an accident. Mm -hmm. I think it was an accident too, but I think that it was probably a fight between – Kaya, Chase, and either Jody and Tate or Tate. And like the men got in a fight and Kaya just helped the winner clean up the crime scene. That's my thought. (laughs) (laughs) The victor to the victor goes the spoils of getting the swamp girl framed for your murder. So what do you think Kaya would do if she actually went to school and then went to work? Do you think she'd be like a nurse or like a biologist? I think she would be a biologist, but I just had, what if Kaya didn't kill him? What if his wife killed him because she knew he was having an affair and she is framing Kaya? Kaya, definitely. But also, what if it was Kaya and his wife? Oh. Because the crime scene is cleaned up real good by somebody who understands Marsh's. So it would only make sense. Like Kaya didn't know he was married. His wife find out about Kaya and they're like two black Cadillacs, Carrie Underwood. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> like it, it we obviously know kaya has to be involved because the marsh is so cleaned and yes. only, the only person that knows anything about the marsh is kaya right right and i think she's involved i just don't think she's the killer okay because All they right. were in love in my opinion chase and kaya yeah i forgot to mention on chapter 17 my first thought was what threshold are they crossing womanhood? And then at the end, they crossed all the thresholds, the threshold to the house, the womanhood threshold, the boyfriend, girlfriend threshold that she had a kiss. Oh, it was a that, crazy chapter. Her, yeah. That her first kiss. That was a big one. Well, do you have anything else about the sections we've read so far? Do you have any questions, any actors we didn't talk about? No, I feel like we, we checked off the box on everything. Crushed it. How many pages do you want to read? I was, that's what I was thinking about before the podcast, because I mean, I feel like we could finish the book 
it's only like 200 more pages. But then I'm thinking if we want to just like for time's sake, not read that because this podcast is already so long. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a hundred pages is about an hour and a half yeah, so, of podcast material. Um, I figured we could read to chapter 41. 41. That is page 271. Okay, and then we'll have about 100 pages after that to finish. Yep. So we're going to read all the way through page 270 and stop at 41. Yes. Ooh, I'm excited. Me oh too. Gosh, I'm so nervous. This is all, like, present time now. We're going to be in 1969 and 1970. So we, we got their backstories. Now we're doing the meeting up. Oh, man, I'm so nervous. I am too. We're going to get our heart broken even more. Will I survive? Probably not. It'll be okay. <laughs> okay, so I guess two weeks from now, we're going to meet back and talk about all of the chapters up to page 270. Yep, sounds good. 